Hello and welcome to another episode of today's Social Studies Podcast. Today our guest is Kate Swanberg, Growth and Product Manager at Tradeshift.com. Kate, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Nathan. It's so good to see you. <laughs> Great to see you. I've been looking forward to this podcast for a while. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, thank you for the introduction. And just to kind of, I think it'd be kind of fun just to kind of tell um, your audience how you and I know each other. Oh boy, this is going to get good. <laughs> it is. Um, so a few years ago, you had hired me when you were working at Cumbia, which mm. is um, a web and design development agency. And um, you were looking to bring me to Columbia to help <laughs> with marketing and um, everything's outsourced there. So um, right. you just were like, yeah, uh, this girl looks good. We'll, we'll, We'll bring her to Columbia and um, we'll see how it goes. And it ended up being a pretty good, good drilling team. Yeah. Maybe for the people <laughs> listening, it, it sounds like I'm just shipping girls from Chicago to Columbia all the time. <laughs> In fact, our headquarters was out there and you were yes. part of a, a ex- exchange or internship program. It was. Right? Like, it, was an, it started as an internship, internship program. program. Yeah. And then you were really excited to go to Columbia and I said, heck, come on out. And uh, that's, and here we are now, right? Here we are now. We've, we've shifted a little bit and... Right. You're now at Tint, and mm-hmm. um, as you mentioned, I'm at Trade Shift, Trade and Shift. I do some mentoring for some 500 startups like right. um, CoinPip, which is an international money transferring company. We'll probably talk about that a little bit, but yeah. the long story short is you are a marketer. We're a marketers together. Yes. Right. I yes. remember when you Data-driven first- Data-driven marketers. Data-driven marketer. I remember when you first came out of college, uh-huh. you, you wanted to do marketing, uh-huh. uh, and you had really great skills, but I love the shift and, and evolution you made into data- and, and growth and product. Thanks to you. And, <laughs> I don't know. And, and that's why you're here right now. I think you're going to talk to us today about building a product with the right engagement metrics. Yes. Mm-hmm. So important. I mean, you know, we've, we've worked on products like Dashable together mm-hmm. and setting up those engagement metrics is just so important early on, especially when you start driving users to whatever landing pages or whatever product you're going to do. Mm-hmm. You need to have everything tracked in order for you to get a really good substantial um, you know, research from your users and, and see exactly what they're doing and optimize your, you know, your product. You act a little bit of a product manager type of role to make sure right. that you're driving users where they need to be and if you have a, you know, a, sci- or a monetization model and yeah. you wanna make sure that they get to your billing and settings, I mean, that's a really hard part of the funnel. Right, I, I understand the point of importance of engagement metrics Yes. And tracking everything your users are doing. By the way, we're talking about a SaaS business typically. Yes, right? yes, SaaS. I've only so, done SaaS. Right, so. Only done SaaS. <laughs> we're, talk, we're talking about SaaS right now. Yes. But before we jump into why this is so important and like figuring out what the right engagement metrics are, mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit about like the pitfalls of doing this wrong or what you risk if you don't actually track the right metrics or if you don't start with metrics first approach? Oh, yeah, totally. So what's, what, what would happen there? Oh, wow. Um, just the other day, I mean, and I won't say who it was with, but... <laughs> Um, we were looking at some some metrics and we were like okay so how many you know points of signups and how many of them took the main action that we wanted for them to take inside the application and because we did not have it set up correctly we did not have those numbers and we're like so what the heck are we doing mm-hmm. we're spending all this money on user acquisition we are getting signups we at least know that much our event is tracked for signups mm-hmm. but is that even a quality signup is this sign up actually engaging inside of our application mm-hmm. and that's that's like the the biggest overarching one and of course you run into you know little problems um 
you know, you're comparing your data, perhaps you're very, you know, fluent in Google Analytics mm -hmm. and um, you compare it to that and whatever tools you're using now, um, they don't always add up correctly and you're like, okay, well, what's the real number? Um, so having all that tracked is important for that. Your events that you're particularly defining in JavaScript codes, um, you know, they're not necessarily de decided upon development and marketing on the same glossary of terms. Um, also like product features and you, when you're, when you're releasing new parts of your product and those are events that you want to track, you need to make sure you're on the same exact page as the development team. Um, so that they, that way they can update these events inside the product with the new product feature so you can actually track it or else, you know, everything could go haywire. Um, so you're saying yeah. without doing, setting up engagement metrics properly, mm -hmm. you're going to risk well, not being able to measure anything. So not yeah. having ideas to what's working, what's not working. Exactly. Or furthermore, measuring things incorrectly, which probably is even worse, because then you might gather insights that are wrong and then act on them accordingly, right? 100%. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the worst thing you can do. The worst thing you can do. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about proactively making mm -hmm. products that have great marketing and that, that you're taking the right engagement metrics into account. Yes. I think this starts with product building. Right? It does. I mean... You, I mean, the perfect formula, in, in my opinion, of sure, course, um, is having a growth or product type marketer, online marketer who really knows the product, mm -hmm. and having, you know, um, someone in front end, um, a front end developer who can really execute upon this and, and get this done. Um, building a glossary of terms is your first and foremost thing you should be doing. In terms of what? Um, terms of events. So, um, for example, um, Trade Shift, which I currently work for, mm -hmm. um, we and I work on the small business side, and so our number one feature is um, invoicing. Mm -hmm. And so making sure that you're tracking how many invoices are sent, how many invoices are received. That would be something like a main feature. Um, so making sure that you have a glossary of these events. Um, and it's not just that. You know, you can track the main event of your application. That's a great place to start, especially if you've never done this before. But then getting into really detailed stuff. Um, you know, have they, have they gone into the billing? Have they actually checked out your pricing plans? Mm -hmm. um, if you have them in-app or, or not. So How do you... Let's say you were working... Let's say you, you're working in a company whose product already exists. You, you don't have the luxury of, of building a product from scratch. Yes. But the product exists without any kind of metrics or tracking. Can you walk us through an example as to how you can, number one, figure out what the engagement metrics are, number two, implement them? Yes. Um, that happens a lot. Just when I was doing consulting and, and some freelancing on the side, I will come in and the product has been around for maybe a year or two and they haven't been tracking an app um, activities like at all. Mm -hmm. Maybe something as far as sign up and um, main action and a main action. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I mean, first you have to hunt down the whole product and engineering team sure. and be like, hey guys, who owns this? Um, who, who really has the um, ownership of this and, and who can execute on events furthermore? Um, and like I said, it's usually a front-end developer type position, so mm -hmm. you're looking for more of um, that type of role to help execute. And you ask your, your VP of engineering or your, um, you know, your product manager if you can squeeze this into your team. You give them the value props of why this is so beneficial, like mm -hmm. I just gave. And but don't engineers like doing metrics and analytics? Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So the passionate ones do. And okay. they're like, oh, why didn't we have this before? Sure. Right? And um, then they'll get passionate about it. But then there are some who are, you know, so many people focus on, and um, I was reading an article the other day from Andrew Chen about the product life cycle dying mm -hmm. and it's because people keep focusing on building new features mm -hmm. and they keep building new features to get their product right and to increase engagement inside their application but they're not actually tracking what's going on inside the application which is sure. just crazy for you and me right. but um to them they're just they're just focusing on their actual product roadmap mm -hmm. and so um yeah i mean just kind of getting getting back to that i mean that's you know engineers they they have things that they need to do. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of someone being like, hey, this is important, we need right. to do it. So how do we bring marketing and engineering together for products? Yeah, it's an internal goal, Nathan. <laughs> Bringing product and um, marketing together is the most um, important thing that you know. I think you and I both try to do. Mm -hmm. um, when you're working with engineers are always speaking you know more of a technical language and marketers may not have that type of technical language so it's about you know getting on the same page literally including them in meetings and working together to get them one motivated about this and and two um determine who's going to be executing upon these events and sure. ideally it should only take you know maybe one to two weeks interesting yeah let's say we have buy-in from the team yes to get engagement metrics figured out what tools do you work with to get this kind of thing done? And can you walk through any specific examples of stuff you did perhaps in your consulting in the past to, yeah. to, to, to make it happen? Whew. Well, you know, the very first one I did was Google Analytics and huh. event, event tracking. And, and that's, that's okay. Mm -hmm. If that's what you're using and that's what you're familiar with, go ahead and use it. But it's not always the most accurate. It's kind of the vanilla flavor of analytics, right? Yeah, it's, it's vanilla, very right. vanilla. If yeah. you want to get caramel fudge, yeah. you can maybe go, um, you know, to, to mix panel, to Keen or, you know, RJ Metrics. Okay. Yeah. RJ too. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, as long as you yourself know how to like customize these, these certain dashboards, um, like especially very customization, you would maybe want RJ metrics, but if you want something pretty simple, you know, great UI, you would maybe use mixpanel.com and maybe even use segment to, to push events, um, out to these multiple different places. Cause I mean, when you're working with engineering, they are going to want to use one third party application mm -hmm. and marketing. I'm like, Hey, I just want a really pretty dashboard. Um, <laughs> that really gives me good key insights. So, you know, you can, you can use both. Let's say for, let's say the mixed panel example. Yes. I, know, I know about mixed panel, it's very configurable. Yes, right? yes. And everything that, that you do inside the app with the mm -hmm. coding is actually reflected in the dashboard. Who do you make the dashboard for? Who are the business users here? and Who do you optimize for? Um, yeah. Uh, so the, the, the dashboards you can use I think more marketing. Mm -hmm. Marketing people, gotcha. I think I think it is more. I mean, not just marketing, um, not just an online marketer, but you know, specifically growth and product growth marketers right. who are making those types of decisions and product managers. Mm -hmm. So if you two can get on the same page with this, you are definitely going to be the, the people who are using this the most. And then you know, you maybe reflect these in your your OKRs or your big syncs with your OKR, team. OKR. What's an OKR? Let's, let's make sure all everyone's on the same page. Um, Optimize key performance, so it's more yeah. the HR right, right. side. Um, but you know, you have your own team OKRs, and you have your company-wide OKRs, mm -hmm. and so you're all maybe your your whole thing is to increase activation rate by twenty percent. 
um, something like that as a, as a company-wide OKR. This is something that could play hugely into that. I mean, Mixpanel itself will tell you what your engagement rates are on your day ones, day sevens, day thirties, um, and your retention rates. So, If you're rolling out a new program, what's better or what's worse, to not track enough things or to track too many things? So I like to use the 80-20 rule for this. All right, what's that? So the 80-20 rule is 80% you try to get as much detail as possible with these events. But then again, if you're doing too much at one time, it's, it's overwhelming. Unless you really have, again, a full-time engineer only on this project, mm -hmm. which is usually not the case. He's usually, he or she is usually working on something else mm -hmm. at the same time. Um, and then you leave 20% for you know, iterations and, and um, other things that come about. You know, a product manager might be like, well, I need to know this. And we're like, okay, well, um, let's make sure that we implement this event into um, our, you know, our configuration if we're using Mixpanel, for example, and, and let's see what the results are. But then, you know, you're starting, the, the downside of that is you're starting um, later with your data, so you can't look back. You know, it's moving forward, so it's future time. If you wanna see what happened two years ago and you never measured that event, it's not gonna be there. You have no idea. All right, I see. When I think of engagement metrics, I often think of the Twitter example. The Twitter example was like four or five years ago, Something along the lines of once somebody followed like 10 or 20 people, then uh -huh. all of a sudden they started logging on more frequently. They started contributing tweets more frequently. And for them, it was, it was, it was this was kind of Twitter v1 or v2 a few years ago. But for them, it was all about that central, central metric of getting users to follow X number of people. Yes. But that's a B2C consumer application. In the world, right. of, in the world of SaaS, mm -hmm. what are the big engagement metrics that you often see time and time again? Yes, and you know, it's funny because I even, even when I'm putting together these events, I try to look for blogs on this, and there's okay. nothing. Nothing. <laughs> there's nothing out there. Okay. Um, it's going to tell you, hey, it depends on your industry. Hey, it depends on your company, which is great, and it's true. You'll look at your number one, um, you know, for Tint, it might be perhaps an embed or right. something, exactly right. you know? But yeah. there's, there's, a, there's a ton of different things that you would want to look for and, and seeing what's valuable. Um, I mean, once for me, I mean, you can get as basic as, you know, segment IO, they say log in, log out, and then your number one key thing. And that, that right. for your Twitter example, they right. only did one. But, um, you know, when you're looking at business metrics, um, there's a lot more detail I would definitely recommend. And, and maybe it was because it was two or three years ago, they were only looking at one key thing. Mm -hmm. But knowing what other people are doing, especially when you're an early stage startup and figuring out what, like, or components of your product are really valuable to your user and keeping on optimizing your marketing and messaging to that user, that's what's important. Okay, I really like that. It's knowing your one key thing and optimizing your messaging to your one key user. Yeah. Kate, thanks so much for enlightening us Yeah, today. absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being on. Cheers. Great.